Have you ever played with a Ouija board? I know, it's like a rite of passage for a lot of teenagers, I think. And I'm always shocked when I find out how long Ouija boards have actually been around. In fact, there is an extraordinary true story of a World War I prison break involving a Ouija board. Sounds like it's made up. I know, I thought that too. But this story is actually the subject of a book called The Confidence Men, How Two Prisoners of War Engineered the Most Remarkable Escape in History. And the author, Marguerite Fox, is with us now to tell us all about it. Good morning, and thank you for being here. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Now, Marguerite, well, how did you hear about this story? I found this true story paging through a dusty, out-of-print book looking for something else entirely, but as if guided by the spirits, the book fell open to an essay with the most extraordinary title I've ever seen on a work of nonfiction. It was called The Invisible Accomplice, and that essay, written in the 1930s, was by my lead escaper, a British artilleryman named Harry Jones, and it reprised in brief how during World War I, he and a fellow British captive, an Australian flyer named Cedric Hill, conned their way out of a remote, escape-proof Ottoman prison camp by means of a Ouija board. Oh, well, tell, now we ought to know. Tell us all about it. How did this happen? The game, the con game, started out purely as a lark. In the winter of 1917, Harry Jones receives a postcard. He's living now in this Ottoman prison camp in an empty old house with a hundred other British officer captives, and they are having to stave off boredom. They're with the same people every day, hearing the same stories every day, and they're all getting bored and depressed. So one day, Harry Jones gets a postcard from an aunt in Britain who suggests something he'd never contemplated, that he and his compatriots try experimenting with a Ouija board. And so did they make it themselves? Yes, because you can't exactly go to Woolworths, as we all did when we were kids, and get a Ouija board. So like everything else in their house, like all their furniture... They made it themselves from found objects. So this Ouija board was actually round. It consisted of a piece of polished scrap iron. Atop the piece of iron was a round wooden ring, and Jones and his compatriots cut out the 26 letters of the alphabet, arranged them in random order around the center of the ring, and for the planchette, the little pointer that moves and points to letters, they used, again, an ersatz object, in this case, an inverted drinking glass that had come as a jar of potted meat in one of the prisoner's food parcels. Oh, wow. That That was was the beginning. They were very creative. Okay, so they started using this Ouija board, but how did they use it to escape, Margalene? Well, for months and months, it was used purely as a diversion, and Jones, who was an inveterate trickster and also very kind-hearted, he wanted to see his comrades entertained because they were all sitting around with nothing to do, getting depressed. He had a brilliant visual memory. He very quickly internalized the positions of all these random letters, and so with his eyes shut and even blindfolded, he started subtly moving this 
inverted water tumbler to different positions, spelling out messages that supposedly came from ghosts. This went on for several months, and all the prisoners enjoyed it. More and more of them started believing it was just a lark. And then one day, one of the captors, one of the Ottoman prison camp staff, who was overseeing them, sidles up to Jones and whispered, I hear you are a student of spiritism. Tell me, can the spirits find a buried treasure? And that for Jones was the aha moment. He thinks, (laughs) I don't quite know how, I don't quite know when, but if my captors believe that there's a buried treasure out there somewhere, that the spirits can lead them to, I'm going to use the Ouija board as my ticket out of this place. Okay, so essentially he saw the ability to pull a con here, which is great, right, to escape from this this prison. Uh, and so is that how long did it take? Like, they must have had to really work this for a long time. Right. Jones and his partner, Cedric Hill, planned what we would today call the classic long con. And it was meticulously planned in secret, of course, over the course of more than a year. And they gradually reeled their captors in, started having clandestine seances just for the captors, including the iron-fisted camp commandant. And Jones, through the Ouija board, spun a story of a vast, glittering buried treasure buried somewhere in Turkey. We're not quite sure where, but if the captors would only lead Jones and Hill far away from camp in search of it, the riches would be the captors to share. And needless to say, from that far away place, Jones and Hill planned to make their getaway. Amazing. So they did eventually, they were able to do this then? Well, as with any good dramatic story, a lot of things went wrong. And just as they were on the brink of liberty, they were literally about to leave with their captors. And if things went according to plan, the camp commandant himself would be personally escorting them on the road to freedom. The Ottoman government would be paying their travel expenses, which is wonderful. But remember, if things went wrong, if their hoax was found out at any point, it would mean a bullet in the back for each of them. Oof. Okay, but obviously if you were reading the essay, it must have worked. That's right. It did work, although not quite in the way intended. As Jones and Hill were on the eve of liberty, they were going to leave camp with their captors, go search for this non-existent treasure. Someone betrayed them. The betrayal was inadvertent. It was actually well-meaning. They were betrayed nonetheless, and the treasure hunt was off. They then had to adopt a terrifying plan B. Okay, how did that work then? So they did get out. How did they get out? Well, plan B was to pose as madmen, pretend and act convincingly as if they had both lost their minds, get themselves committed to an insane asylum in Constantinople, as Istanbul was then known, and there, if, and only if, they could con the highly trained psychiatrists and make them believe that they had actually lost their minds, there was the slender chance 
that they would then be repatriated to Britain in an official exchange of sick prisoners. Now, that is eventually what happened. Jones and Hill figured, well, we'll just have to do this madman act in the hospital for a couple of weeks. It won't be so bad. (laughs) They wound up having to live in an insane asylum that makes one flew over the cuckoo's nest look like a church picnic for six whole months. Wow, what a story. You know, it's amazing, Marguerite, that stories like this, we don't know more about them. Exactly. And one of the things I have always loved to do in all my books is find these stories that have somehow slipped into a crevice in history and not only have the privilege of levering them out again, but also the double privilege of getting to look back on them with, in this case, a hundred years of hindsight and all that we know now about the psychology of persuasion, about what it takes to get people to believe preposterous ideas and keep them believing. And that explains not only why a crazy scheme like Escape via Ouija Board worked in 1917, but frankly why masses of people believe preposterous ideas now, and we only have to look at the newspapers to see yeah. what some of those ideas are. That is so true. Margalee, thank you so much for sharing that story with us this morning. It was fascinating. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. That's Margalee Fox. The book is called The Confidence Men, How Two Prisoners of War Engineered the Most Remarkable Escape in History. What a story of the detail. 1917 we're talking about here, right? Some of these stories you just can't believe were going on back then. Using a Ouija board to try to convince your captors that there's a buried treasure and you need to get out. It's just phenomenal. How, how have they not made a movie about this? And again, the book is called The Confidence Men, How Two Prisoners of War Engineered the Most Remarkable Escape in History.